up, Packers fans? Aaron Negler here, Cheesehead TV, joined by a very special guest in Ross Uglum, the publisher of Packer Report. You know him. You follow him on Twitter. If you're doing Twitter right as a Packers fan, Ross, how are you today? How's the offseason treating you? It's uh, dramatic. If that's <laughs> uh, you know, if that's if that that's a word. Uh, that works. That works. What buddy, drama in Green Bay? Surely, Jess, sir. Surely. My buddy Jacob Morley is a good Packers follow too. He retweeted a tweet from himself in 2019 saying Utah State QB Jordan Love would be a fun first round pick for the boys this spring and I was like I'm not having fun actually right there's no fun being had over there I'm not having having fun right now three years later well hey think about being Jordan Love yeah and and haven't been selected and sat for three years I mean and who knows maybe a fourth year we're gonna make this as un- Aaron Rodgers is possible here, that's here today. That's 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 where we want to be. It's where yeah. we want to live. We want to live in draft needs because God knows I don't pay attention to the draft. That's why I have people like yourself that can do that for me. And goodness knows if you're not, as I said, following Ross and all of his content over there at Packer Report, you got to do so. Although, sir, I will start this off by saying I take umbrage with your latest mock draft where you have the Packers trading one David Bakhtiari. Sir, this will not stand. This aggression will not stand. Explain yourself. Well, so it's the seventh one, right? We do one every Monday. We right. grab, we grab, um, you know, all the mocks. Or I, I try to link and link. I'm, I'm, I'm a friend of other content creators, obviously. Absolutely. We, we link to, you know, um, and we will start to use more also Packers specific mock drafts as far as um, guys that are doing Packer like uh, Dairyland Express does a good job. Paul Brett, absolutely. Paul's do, the man. You know, we'll do Packers specific multi round mocks, but I'll go to the more famous mocks and find um you know the Packers picks for round one or round one sure. and two whatever Dane Brugler's doing whatever McShay is doing whatever Renner's doing at PFF whatever and and compile those do my own mock that's mock draft Monday that's a, actually a concept I started at Cheesehead TV longer, yes sir longer ago than I'd like to admit <laughs> a while ago no doubt uh, about it but the, the point is this is the seventh one right so I've got maybe four where I don't trade Rodgers. I've got two where I've trade Rodgers. And now I've got what I call the hard reset, which is where I traded both Bakhtiari and Rodgers, um, clearing up some financial flexibility and handing the left tackle job to one Zach Tom. Um, and I do draft in that draft. I do draft the right tackle in mammoth six foot eight, uh, Dewan Jones from Ohio state. So I don't leave, you know, Nijman there or right. whatever, or Elton Jenkins back out there or anything like that. I take care of it there but right. i understand for sure um but i'll also say we're reading even like jeremy fowler's uh recent post on espn they have a decision to make on david bakhtiari he, yes they do he i don't think it'll happen but the idea of bach as a cap casualty is like a thing it's not it's it's not the most likely path but here i flip a fourth in david bakhtiari for the bengals 28th pick and and it's like if you're going to consider him maybe a cap casualty well grabbing when i get something for him and and that again not necessarily what i would do um but but it was just an option all right here's everything we can get for rogers and everything we can get for bakhtiari now what does the squad look like and so that was the, the the thought behind it and that's what I love. It is a thought exercise, right? And that's why I had it actually on my chat last week. Someone was bemoaning all the mock drafts. And I said, it's a conversation starter. And, you know, and that's the whole point. And I hey, look, you have to explore every avenue if you're a general manager, right? As far as what could we do X, Y, Z in this scenario. And that's what you're doing here. And I actually really appreciate it. It is going to be interesting to see 
whether they, you know, whatever they do with Bakhtiari, you know, contract wise, I think they're definitely going to approach him about some kind of restructure, what have you. But stepping back in a, and let's just assume that the squad is the guys who are on the squad at the moment are going to stay on the squad, not, you know, Bakhtiari's of the world, what have you. Now, you yeah. can probably also assume that all the guys who just had their contracts, you know, voided, like Adrian Amos, Robert Tunyon, whatever, most likely hit the free agent market. For the sake of this video, I just want to ask kind of 30,000 foot view, and obviously this is pre-free agency, all the usual caveats, but if you're standing back and looking at this roster and drafting for the next, you know, two, three years, what have you, where do you see the Packers draft needs lying at this moment? Because I think it is fascinating when you go back and you look at their history, a lot of the norms, quote unquote, that we kind of assumed with Brian Gutekunst, I'm not saying they've been broken or shattered or what have you, but he really went outside a bunch of them last year in the first round, whether it was the off-ball linebacker position, whether it was the age thing uh, with Wyatt. I mean, there were a lot of things and a lot of assumptions that I had, at least as a Packers fan, looking at not only his history, but Ted's history and what have you, that really kind of got shook up last year. So with the idea that, okay, maybe he's not as you know easy to peg, easy to kind of nail down as far as what he might do, where do you, Ross, look at this roster and go, okay, these are their needs, where they absolutely, the things they are probably heading into this draft thinking we got to address these positions. For sure. And and um, one thing, too, like Christian Watson, by the way, spent five years at North Dakota State. He was right. older than a guy that they would normally target. Yep. Uh, Ted, BG, all those, like, young freak athletes. That has been the focus. I, I do the RAS shortlist where I kind of narrow it down and usually 80, 90% of the Packers draft class ends up on that list. Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, it was crazy. It was odd to see them, you know, as interested as they were in both first round picks, Devontae Wyatt, as people call him and old and, <laughs> and Quay Walker, just his position, right. um, you know, 22nd overall, it's not that often the Packers even pick that high. So to go and, and finally break the mold of we're not picked. No, we don't. We'll, we'll grab a Blake Martinez in round four. We'll grab a, uh, 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 my God, Andre Campbell off the uh, free agent scrap heap. I'm, I'm trying to think of Ryan, Jake Ryan, Jake Ryan, right. Jack Ryan. Jack Ryan is a, uh, uh <laughs> he's saving the world. Yes, right. That's each, right. each and every week on Amazon. <laughs> Boy, it's been a day. Um, right. I feel you. I, I, I think, you know, one thing that Brian Gutekunst has done well, and, and sometimes he's doubled up, is sign for need and draft for talent. Now, boy any kind of maneuvering that they're going to be able to do is maybe two decent guys and and, and probably just one I, I i don't know that i mean i'll tell you what the billy turner adrian amos Darius smith preston smith spring that ain't coming nope coming. no sir and, and so the one that i think is is obvious to everyone is safety right you you right. found out that darnell savage is probably a slot corner which i had been banging the drum about forever uh, and, this is and, true. I you've got the receipts there. There is no doubt about that. And and that that Adrian Amos is is maybe past his prime, but but certainly not on the Green Bay Packers currently. So right. um, you you don't have now. There has been discussion, and and it's an interesting one. We've seen plenty of guys do it. Charles Woodson, Rod Woodson, um, plenty of corners have moved their way back to safety. The idea of Rasul Douglas playing a little free safety. Don't hate it don't want it necessarily to be plan a, especially if the guy next to him isn't Amos or someone 
that you've drafted with a top 40 pick that you, you know, you really like. And yeah, I think they might've found something in Rudy Ford. I don't think he's even under contract though. I, I well, he's think, set to be a free agent at the moment. Yeah, yeah. Right. Right. So um, I think safety is the one that just smacks you in the face. Uh, I don't know necessarily how important it is. You know, if we're, if we're ranking positional, you know, relevance, right. uh, I'm not saying it's, it's, and I shouldn't even disrespect fullbacks in this way, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not saying it's fullback. I'm not, you know, right. <laughs> but it's, I don't know. The, I don't know that I was, you know, blown away by the safety play of the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I don't know that, you know, that the Eagles safeties were, were something amazing. Uh, right. So how important is it? I, I don't know. Um, but better to have good ones than bad ones. I think that's, that's you know, very simple. Other than that, though, um, you know, not a ton of needs needs like I think um, you have some wants. You probably want another edge rusher, uh, but you you feel really good about the offensive line situation. Like you're especially if Nijman comes back, you, you have three tackles that you like and a guard that can play tackle. You have a young center. Um, you've got another project in Sean Ryan that I'm, I'm sure they're disappointed in, but not ready to just, you know, give up on right. uh, wide receiver room. Yeah, if you, you cut Amari Rogers and you are, are unlikely to bring, bring back Randall Cobb, I, w- I would guess pretty much guarantee Randall Cobb doesn't return if Aaron Rodgers doesn't return. Now a slot receiver is a, is a point of contention because you don't have – you have Watson, who was awesome in the slot. but yeah. you also, He's not a true slot. Like, no, we know that. Right? You want him to play X. Like, you want yeah. the guy that can beat good outside corners to go out there and beat And him. do it. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. Um, the other one I would say on offense that smacks you in the face is tight end. No ton right. in. Mercedes is older than me. Um, and and you just you don't have a young, especially if you consider DeGuara to be an H-back fullback, which I, I do. Which is it's clear that that's how they think, you right. know, because of his usage. So, yeah, well, I would chalk that up. Safety. And then that, but this is and, and you know, people are going to bag on Brian because they went eight and nine. And, and maybe the handling of this quarterback situation hasn't been incredibly smooth, but. I will say if you built a roster where people are like, yeah, maybe you could use an edge and safety tight end. These questions aren't about cornerback. They're not about wide receiver. They're not about left tackle. They're not about quarterback. They're, Mm. they're not about these positions where it's like, my God, we just can't figure out like the most important position in pro sports or (laughs) can't find a left tackle. We can't find any corners that can play. That's not their issue right now. Um, a lot of that has to do with whether or not Eric Stokes folks bounces back, I think. Um, but yeah, that's, that's safety and tight end are the ones that kind of smack at you. And that's a pretty good place to be. Now looking at it, Cause it was funny. You mentioned earlier, like some of the national mocks, right? Like I know Daniel Jeremiah just put out his, I think it's the second mock of the season. And I love DJ. I think he does great work, but it was funny to see him having a tight end go yeah. to the Packers at 15, which at first blush, I'm like, no freaking way. This is goes against, you know, pretty much everything they've ever done. But then, as we were discussing earlier, man, all bets are kind of off after yeah. last season. I, like, really have to sit here and think, all right, well, maybe that's a possibility. And maybe not even Kincaid, who he has going to the Packers. Maybe it's the Notre Dame kid. I don't know. But at this point, I don't expect them to take a tight end in the first round. But I got to tell you, I, it's not going to knock me over if it happens at this point because of last season, if they were to take say a tight end at 15, a, would it shock you? And B, which route do you think they go uh, prospect wise? I think they'll fall in love with Musgrave from, 
Oregon State because I think he's going to test like an alien. I guess, <laughs> right. and um, they love their they love their testers. They no do. question about they it. Do. And but here, here's what I will say. Um, so I did the research yesterday just because I happened to like run across this tight end situation. Not only in the first round, the second round too. Bubba Franks. That's the last time a top 64 pick was used on a tight end by the Green Bay Packers was Bubba freaking Franks. And that was only because of the off-field stuff because of Chamura. Right, right. So, I mean, that was it. They yeah. were not going to go down that road until the Chamura thing happened. So, you're, you're, they just don't do it, right? And the right. other part of they just don't do it is I have kind of put together at least my first crack at a big board. I've, I've been able to watch at least one game about 200 guys which is insane but green bay was eliminated early this year so yep. a lot of time on our hands no doubt <laughs> time. and i've got one two three four five tight ends in my top 64 which would be the first wow. two rounds. in fact sam laporta from iowa is my 64th ranked player so moving up from him making my way to the top guy it's laporta and then darnell washington from georgia king Cade, and then musgrave and then mayor from notre dame so right. I just, I, hey, you want to talk to me about pick 45? Okay. Right. Also, though, you give me pick seven or pick 13 in an Aaron Rodgers deal, all of a sudden now I'm thinking differently about pick 15. Maybe sure. if I can go right. get my stake at seven or 13 and get a premium, like a Skaronsky, like a, or, or a, uh, right. One, one of the three edge rushers that I'm in, and I'm in love with this edge class, but the kid from the Texas Tech kid and then Murphy and Will Anderson if they could get their hands on one of those to pair him with Gary, but I'm just talking about like premium position. They all, there also is a Jair clone in this class. Uh, Hello. Devin Witherspoon from Illinois. Watch him and think about Jair Alexander. And then think about Joe Barry playing both of them nine yards off the line. <laughs> Why you got to depress me, man? <laughs> yeah, and, 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 Honey, and, this is the, Hey, the draft is a time of hope, man. Don't, don't bring me down. Let's walk into the East river until death takes you. <laughs> It's so but, true. It's but, so true. Outside, I mean, oh, give me the stake of the premium position, right, with whatever they get for Rodgers. Then you can talk to me about a fun idea at 15, you know, like a tight, right. Right. Um, or like a Quentin Johnson or like a, a Jackson Smith and Jibba from, um, and I need to learn how to spell, say his third name, I think. I think we JSN. all do. Everybody calls him JSN from who is your kind of your Juju Smith Schuster in that he's not a jitterbug slot. And he's not an enormous slot like a Colston or a right. what they would have tried to probably do with uh, the Notre Dame Claypool that like right. a big slot, right? He's just kind of your guy that you don't necessarily line up outside, but he wins a ton like a Cooper Cup. Like a, now, uh, slow down. I'm not. I know, right? I hear you though. But it's an easy reference point. Right. I get what you're saying. A normal sized six foot receiver that excels in the slot that would be an awesome guy to pair with a Dubs and a Watson. So. Right. That if if you can get me an extra top twenty pick for Rodgers, I can talk about a little sizzle with one of those picks. If you're going to tell me that you're just going to burn fifteen on a tight end and I got to wait till forty five again, I start yeah. that. That's a question, and that's what I don't. That's where I'm like, I just can't fathom that happening. That's where I, I because of the fact that it would be, I mean, you're taking a tight end and then waiting how long until you pick again, right. just feels very unpackers and like it feels very unusual and. Think about the guys that have been taken super high, right? Like Fant. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Hawkinson, 
it's all, all right. Good, good, very good. You've not, been I, traded already. I'm I not, mean, you know. I'm not hating, but right. All right. Um, you talk about Michael Mayer. Think about every Notre Dame tight end taken in the top twenty. <laughs> and I, I'm I'm a guy that yells and screams and bitches and moans about helmet scouting. But like, think of, I'm just saying, think about your yep. Rudolph. Think about your John Carlson. Think about are they good players? Yeah, they're fine good. players, but none of them are transformational. No, I mean not even not a one. Am I doing that at fifteen? Right. In what this is my this is where I'm living exactly. Right. In in where what I'm hoping. The, the program that I'm building is like Ted's program where we usually pick between 25 and 30, <laughs> you know, like, right. it's if, the dream. And that's, that's where, and I, I, I was ticked. I wanted Brian Burns, but they knocked that out of the park with Rashawn Gary. Oh, we're yeah, going to, we stunk. We're going to pick 12. All right. Here is a space. Well, edge yes, yes. And this is something I wanted to ask about because it is likely in my mind that, we get there on draft day and they haven't traded it or whatever. And they're sitting there at 15, right? Yeah. There should be zero surprise. I would think if they end up maybe even quote doubling up or making a pick that feels redundant for Packers fans, simply because of the positional value and, or the upside at a certain position, like traditionally you've mentioned it corner offensive tackle, the positions that the Packers deem, premium where until last season last draft literally almost back to 2019 you can go and look at those positions and say this is the box you want to select from if you're the green bay packers and i tell you what's interesting i so i I, and i'm trying to make my brain not work this way but like (laughs) i think that i have loved jsn maybe more or even from a ranking perspective because I salivate about what he would be able to do in a different part of the field that you can't see my hands. I'm doing a lot of hand talk. But <laughs> he would be able to do in a different part of the field than Watson, right? Right. So the consensus number one guy who I like is Quinton Johnson from TCU, who is Watson. And so I'm like, okay, do they pick Watson again? Do they, and would maybe that, would that be cool? Yeah, it would be cool. You know, <laughs> that's that's what I'm you know I'm I'm, I'm thinking right. like the fit is the slot receiver the right. fit is to do something cool with jsn but what or or a jordan addison i think would be a very similar guy though i think his size matt, i was gonna say he's a little under the prototype i would think for the Matt's, Matt's, but you never know yeah i don't think matt's gonna want him to run block but anyway my point is <laughs> right like, i think i you you do get kind of pigeonholed in your thought process where it's like boy jsn would be cool but then it's like well if if Quentin Johnson is just a better prospect, then just take him. And if your problem is you have two six foot four freaks on the outside, and one of them has to be guarded by the opponent's second best corner, that's a great that's it. to have. That it's, is it. And, right. and, and so you're trying to kind of create this perfect roster or this perfect puzzle. And it's like, and I don't know what their grading system is, but if they have a 90 grade on Quentin Johnston and they have an 85 grade on JSN, probably just take Johnston. Yeah, right. I mean, it makes all the sense in the world. What's funny, too, is like you're talking about a receiver, right? And it wouldn't surprise me, although, again, history would suggest that, you know, first round probably isn't going to happen. But you know what wouldn't surprise me is if they end up there at 15 and an offensive tackle falls to them. I think they make that selection real easily. Like they had like I do think they can go into next season with what they have on on hand as far as the offensive line goes. But it wouldn't surprise me at all. If there's a prospect there that they like who's an offensive tackle, they snatch it up. And he's a legacy kid. 
Skaronsky. Oh, yeah. Oh. The, the heat around this kid is like so much that I'm like, A, no way he'll be there. But B, even if he is, there's got to be something wrong. Like, I, I, it just feels too easy. So who Skaronsky is to me is Zach Martin oh, from Notre Dame. Right. So, like, do I want him playing tackle? Uh, maybe. You know, I want right. I want to play. I know I want him playing right tackle. Yes. But which is probably where the Packers want somebody to play. Sure. And it, but if it doesn't go super well there, I think he's like a 10 time all league guard. I do. I, I like I, I, re- I think, you know, Zach Martin in a pinch probably could play tackle for the Cowboys if they desperately needed someone to do that. Right. But Skaronsky, man, I think you could get maybe above average right tackle play. And if not, just set it and forget it with him and Elton. We're talking sitting and laying. And, and yeah. I know that that's right. like maybe blasphemous, but we're talking like you just have two all pro guards. And whatever that does for your football team. I mean, it can only help. You look at the problems they had last year. A lot of it was along the interior, you know, and it's funny because now we're sitting here, got a full year of Myers under your belt. And you're thinking, man, that that miss on Creed Humphrey is tough to take. And look, who knows what the draft will entail as far as the day three picks, which they've been selecting offensive linemen like fire, essentially every draft with Brian. And it wouldn't surprise me if they brought someone in or had someone on hand, maybe a Zach Tom, maybe Elton, giving, you know, Myers a little run for his money as far as competition goes, because you've got to get better play along the interior, all three of those positions next season, because that was where a lot of their issues were throughout this past season, where it's like you can talk about Rodgers, you can talk about the inexperience of wide receiver, but man, there were so many games, especially early in the year, where the offensive line play just was not up to snuff, and that is not something that we have grown accustomed to in Green Bay. Which makes and, and is part of why I traded Bakhtiari in the mock draft is because I don't think Zach Tom can play guard. I think there's just not enough. I think it's his weakest position. So like yep. and maybe it's center and maybe that's great. But then what the hell did you do with Myers with a second round pick, by yep. the way? Yeah. But I do think that Zach Tom's best position is left left tackle. tackle. I said the exact same thing yesterday in my chat. I totally agree. But like, if you've got David sitting there, right, you're and not I, playing left tackle anytime soon. And I think you can play Zach Tom at right tackle and be very happy about it. But that's whatever. But like, just I'm thinking of almost as a Madden perspective. It's like, okay, what's, <laughs> what are, what are my best resources? Yeah, drive my all pro left tackle. Well, do I have a left tackle? I do actually, and he makes almost no money. <laughs> <laughs> And that right. was kind of the thought process. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Into that. It's going to be interesting to watch play out. We could talk all day, but I'm not going to keep you. I know you have a, a snowstorm coming in, yes. ready to snow you in. And I'll, I'll have plenty of opportunities as you get further and further down the road as Jack Torrance uh, you're in your own home. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Ross, I can't thank you enough for all the draft insight, all the work you do at Packer Report. Packers fans everywhere really appreciate it. We'll talk to you again later down this offseason, probably post-free agency. We'll check back in and see what you're thinking as far as draft needs for the Green Bay Packers. Make sure you check out Ross's work at Packer Report. Ross, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Aaron.